Episode number two, Discipling Your Kids in Worship with Yancey. Here we go, tribe. This is the Kidman Tribe Podcast. We're helping you as children's pastors, volunteers, and leaders plan, create, and execute incredible life-changing kids' worship experiences at your church. With practical tips, coaching, training, and resources from the best in kids' ministry around the world. It's time to join the tribe. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Kidman Tribe Podcast. My name is Jason Noble. I'm your host, and I'm so thankful that you're tuning into the podcast. Will you stop? And, and just for a moment, share with every Kidman leader you know on your social media about the Kidman tribe. We want to invite every person we know to be encouraged, strengthened, trained, equipped to do their kids' ministry experiences better. Today, we have a very special sponsor, Yancey Ministries. I'm so excited to be able to introduce you to all of her great resources. Yancey has such a heart for worship, and Yancey Ministries exists to make Jesus loud. They do that by songs, videos, books, curriculum, devotionals, training, mentoring, consulting, events, and family concerts. Yancey has also just released her first book, Sweet Sound, The Power of Discipling Kids in Worship. It is a life-changing book that will really encourage you as leaders. You can find this book anywhere where books are sold, and you can also find it on Yancey Ministries' website where you can get more information about all that Yancey does. And that's at yanceyministries.com. That's yanceyministries.com. We'll tell you more about Yancey Ministries in just a moment. Today, on today's show, I have Yancey. Yancey has been in children's ministry really since she was born. She's been writing, producing, and leading kids in worship for many years. Before she started in kids' music, she wrote music for some of Christian music's greatest known acts and some of the songs that you know. In 2021, she won a dove for Ready, Set, Go, one of the newest little praise party projects. Say that three times in a row fast. Her music is being used in churches around the world in 167 countries. And like I said, Yancey is also an author. I'm so excited to have her on. I love her heart and what God's been speaking to her about discipling kids in worship. I think you're going to find the power of God is all over this podcast, and I think you're going to leave really encouraged. This week could change your perspective on worship and how you disciple your kids in ministry. Don't miss a single moment of the podcast. Please share, like I said, to every Kidman leader that you know. We'll jump in with Yancey right after this. Are you ready to unlock the power of discipling kids in worship? It's time to stop just doing songs and start leading worship. How do we do that? By making disciples who know what it means to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. No matter our age, each one of us was designed to praise and for our praise to shift the atmosphere and usher in freedom and deliverance. Our worship is a sacrifice unto the Lord. This includes the praises of children. It's powerful. It's beautiful. It's sweet. Can you imagine children singing out with their whole hearts, praises to their king? It's quite possibly the sweetest sound you will ever hear. 
it matters. Jesus himself said in Matthew 21, 16, from the lips of children and infants, you Lord have called forth your praise. This book is full of prophetic, practical, and power-filled truth. It will change the way you view kids worship as well as your own ability to lead by using examples from the life of King David, as well as my own personal experiences. I want to empower you to raise up kids who desire to live a life of worship on a daily basis, not only on Sundays. This is about their future. Are you ready to be a part of that? Together, let's learn to lift up the sweet sound of praise we were all made for. Hey everybody, welcome to the Kidmen Tribe. I am so excited that you're here with us for our second podcast. I have an incredible guest today, Yancey. Thank you for being on. Man, I'm so thankful for your ministry. I've watched um, as God has just used you throughout the years, um, watching all the awards, the new Dove Award that you just got, the book that you put out. I mean, I want to say thank you for really, really ministering to kids and worship in such an incredible way. And I'm so honored that you'd spend time today really helping us. Our goal is to help help kids, pastors, leaders, volunteers make their Sunday worship experiences better and looking at how we raise kids. So Yancy, tell me about your journey of how God has brought you to where you're at. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, I have music has always been my thing. I've I've known since I was single digits that God put me on this earth to do music. And so that looked like serving and being a part of lots and lots of worship teams and singing special musics and offertories and all that growing up. Yeah. Um, and I started going back and forth to Nashville, learn how to write songs, learn to record, all of that kind of stuff, and then had an opportunity to go. Back to my church, I lived in Tulsa, Oklahoma at the time and lead worship and was involved in leading worship and and leading worship teams and stuff for a lot of different ages. I mean, pretty much like all of it from children and student ministry and adults and all the things. And uh, God just kind of started leading me on this path of having me kind of say yes to some little specific opportunities, right? Write this camp song here for kids, do this little thing. So people called me up like, hey, will you come to a preteen concert? You know, <laughs> stuff like that. When it's like, I didn't officially do that. And, you know, God, God is smart and clever. And so he just kind of started leading me on this path where I would do these little things. And over time, you kind of look back and you kind of realize, I think he really is pointing me down this path. And so I always joke that if you had told my 16 year old self, <laughs> my number one song was going to be a preschool song, right? Like the most played song in my catalog. I would have probably rolled my eyes at you, you know, because yeah. that that didn't match like the dreams and aspirations I had for myself back then. But it's been so fun. Just I grew up a preacher's kid and grew up around children's ministry my whole life. And so when I got to that point, it was like, okay, God, like, why were none of us this smart to think like, hey, right. let's take children's ministry and let's take music uh-huh. and let's mix those things together. But me and my parents, we didn't have the idea. It was just God. And that's the brilliance of, of all of it. And it's been a fun, fun journey. So it will be 25 years wow. this fall um, since I made my first record and started traveling and doing ministry officially. And uh, it's been a fun journey. 
thank you for sticking in there for 25 years. I mean, and just mm-hmm. seeing, I know that a journey like that, when you peel back and look behind the scenes, it's not always easy. And thank you for sticking in there. Your dad, Jim Weidman, like mm-hmm. a children's ministry guru, I think. Um, yeah. What did he put into your life? And I know that, like there's probably a lot, but maybe one of the key things that he poured into you to set you up for this. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, so many things. So many. I, I think I, I remember when I, when it kind of was like official go time of me starting to do stuff. Yeah. I remember he telling him telling me like, you've got to love people. Yeah. And if you know my dad, then you know, like he is a lover of people. Like he is a human teddy bear. He is. Um, he loves people. And so he exemplifies that very much. But I remember like as a teenager at the time, just kind of being like, what does that mean? Yeah. How do I do that? You know, right. right. Yes. <laughs> it sounded like such a simple task, but yet it was kind of like, but yeah, but how did I do that? And I think it's taken many, many years. Uh, and I still probably can't eloquently break that down for someone, but yeah. I so much better understand what that looks like. And so, so whether awesome. it be an audience that I'm, you know, in front of face to face or people that I'm writing songs for, or whatever it is, like it, it comes down to just wanting to see people know Jesus. Loving people. That's so good. And so, yeah, I mean, you have a brand new book out. Tell us about that because I really think it's the culmination of what God's taught you in 25 years. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's called Sweet Sound, The Power of Discipling Kids in Worship. And um, it's just exciting. It's one of those things like I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew that God was telling me it was time to write this book. It's I've I've known that Kidman World needed a resource like this. I've known that the whole time I've been in this space, but it just wasn't ever the right time. And um, I really kind of knew God was saying, okay, like, write write these things down that you've been talking about and teaching about at conferences over the years and just kind of collectively put it all together. But um, excited for this children's ministry community just to dive into it because I know what it can mean to just enlarge your vision and give you some very practical next steps as well of things that you can do to just make your worship time be better and be more successful. But at the same time, and I know it will impact your church and it will impact your ministry, but I know it will impact each individual that reads it as well, just in their own personal relationship with the Lord and their, their growing in their understanding of what worship is and why it matters in their life. I love that. I was um, just scrolling through Facebook before we got on here. And I I know Facebook knows what we're thinking because something popped up, right? I was looking at your resources and there was a children's ministry leader that said, thank you for writing this book. I mean, an incredible review. He said, Mm -hmm. I've never thought, he goes, I've taught children's church. I've taught kids ministry and I've never thought of worship from this perspective. And so I think it is, it's going to open people's minds and hearts and the importance of worship and kids ministry. Um, Where did people get the book? Yeah. So you can go to yancyministries.com slash sweet sound. You can get it directly from me. And as well, there's a special bonus with a couple, like a set of three posters that you can put uh, to inspire your team, like in a backstage area or a green room or something like that. Um, but there's also an ebook and audiobook. So you can also get the, the book through Amazon and Apple, you know, books and all of that stuff, Audible, all of those things. So uh, some of you I know aren't always like 
print read a book people. Well, I got your back here. We have the audio version as well. And I did it. And I think that's a pretty special experience as well. And so definitely dive in and just soak it up. One thing I love about you, Nancy, is you're just over pouring with, with passion. I mean, just to hear you talk mm-hmm. and talk about worship. And I can't wait for people to hear that in the book. And as they're listening to you, read it out in the audible. I mean, and I'm, I'm excited. So I want to jump into some questions that we have today. And really this yeah. podcast is really targeted to helping kids, leaders, children's pastors, volunteers, people that are in the trenches. And so my first question is this, what's one issue that you hear children's leaders talking about? And what are your thoughts on how to solve this issue that we're facing today? It's a brand new world after yeah. we just walked through COVID. And I think it's such a great time to kind of reset and rethink about where we're at in kids ministry. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, I have so many conversations with leaders where they're just not happy. You know, they're not satisfied with what they're seeing take place on Sunday. You know, yeah. they have a they have an inkling that it could be better and they could their kids could be more engaged and they can understand what was happening more. And so so many of my conversations are just kind of talking with a leader specifically about that. And I think, you know, of course, you could always get into lots of specifics about exactly what's taking place within the four walls of your classroom. But I, I, most of the time, I think the issues kind of are all connected. Um, and I, I have three of those that I can just share with you now that I think yeah. are like great starting points. I think, number one, what have you taught them about worship? I would start with that one because I honestly, I think that is missing for so many. You know, maybe you've taught about worship in a specific lesson, or maybe you've done a series at some point about worship. But if you're not talking about it every single week, um, just giving some little nugget, you know, a little a little sermonette, just three sentences explaining what worship is and why we do it. So if you're just kind of saying like, all right, guys, now it's time to sing, you know, right? right. roll that track, you know, right. like, okay, but you, you didn't define anything. You didn't invite them into anything. You didn't tell them or show them how. And so uh, I like to say every week, give them something about the what, why, where, when, how. I love that of worship and just break it down for them. This is how you can engage, or this is what this song means. This is why, you know, we lift our hands, you know, like just some little something every single week. And over the months, over the years, that repetition stacks up to become knowledge and understanding and light bulb moments go off. I love that. And it's not, it has to be intentional. It doesn't just happen. Right. I mean, so that's so good. Um, And number two, it would be, what does your music sound like? Yeah. Uh, I mean, if we're, if we're real and Frank, there's a lot of kids music out there that sounds like nails on a chalkboard, you know? Right. Yeah. And so depending on what you've been using, you know, depending on how many years or decades you've been using that same worship resource, like these could be factors. That's just like, you're not presenting to them a song that is you know, interesting (laughs) to their ears and their likes. And, you know, I I have a a personal conviction that I want to show kids that Jesus is relevant to their life today. Yes. And so if I'm trying to lead them in a song that sounds lame-o, you know, Uh, right. And it's horrible. Like I'm, I'm not giving them a picture that Jesus has the answers for your life, you know? And so I, I want to, 
to show them by what I'm presenting as well, just that Jesus really is relevant for yesterday, today, and forever. Um, so what does your music sound like, you know, factoring in if you need to introduce some new songs, you know, if you're only relying on past VBSs and, you know, right. they've been singing some of those songs now for years, like it's not that you introduce a new song every single week, you know, right. it might be once a month or once a quarter or whatever, but just instilling some new life and just at the same time doing what the word says of singing a new song to the Lord, totally. it will go well with you, you know, like it will. Yes. And, and even how, and we talked about this a little bit, a little earlier, but even how we program kids ministry, like if you're at a first or second grade level, you'll never have sixth graders come down to that. That's mm-hmm. why I always love to hit like at a fifth, fifth or sixth grade level songs that they'd be singing songs that they would be, you know, and what fifth and sixth graders are dealing with today. And we all know this, it is mind blowing. They need a relevant Jesus. I mean, yeah. what they're, what they're dealing with and, you know, the resources that are out there. So really kind of how we age appropriate. Um, I think that that's one incredible key that just changes everything. So yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. And I think, and, and then just the third ingredient that is kind of like my, my top three things to look at is just who do you have leading them? Yeah. And, and I know from conversations I have with leaders so often, they don't have anyone leading them. Right. And that's just as much of a part of the problem. Like if you're just pushing play on a video and walking away and running to the restroom or having a sip of water or whatever, and you're kind of checked out in the back, like your kids need someone to lead them through that time and to navigate it. Yep. Um, you know, I, I say like when we're at home and we're watching a video, whether it's on YouTube or, you know, whatever, online church, whatnot, like most people are not engaging in what they're yeah. experiencing in that moment. And so you've got to realize that just them, you turning on a video that's supposed to be leading them in worship isn't going to necessarily engage them. They need that teacher. Even if that person isn't super musical, I believe you can still have some revelation of what worship is and how to engage your kids and just, you know, set up the song segue between songs and keep inviting your kids and telling them and showing them how they can participate to join in that that. time of worship. I love that. And don't you think it's so important that leaders model because if kids are looking and leaders are not modeling what they say, I mean, we can talk all day long, but if they don't see it and kids don't see it modeled, um, I think we miss yeah. out on something really important. For sure. I mean, anytime that you have adults that are not doing the thing that the person with authority right. on stage and with the microphone has asked to take place, like yep. you're giving your kids permission, you're endorsing and saying, you don't actually have to do that right now. Exactly. This doesn't actually matter. And so, you know, it's like, that's one of those things you've got to get through to your team and your volunteer that this is a chance for them to, and and I often say too, like, it's not that, um, I mean, 99.9% of the kids in your class are not coming in going, I am not going to participate in worship today. Like that's not their their motivation, you know, as they're walking in the door, oftentimes they just get distracted, you know, their stomach growls and they start thinking about lunch or there's a couple kids over here talking. And yes, that distracts from someone giving their attention or a fly flies by in front of their eye. Like there's all these things. And it's just like, 
they're, they're not not worshiping despite you. They just got distracted and forgot oh, wow. 90 yeah. seconds in what they should be doing. And I think that's just that's one of those parts in kids ministry where it's like, yes, your leader can do that from the front on stage, but your volunteer team around can also you know, tap that kid on the shoulder again, or, you know, put a hand there and say, Hey, right now we're singing or right on our hands or, <laughs> you know, like whatever. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, just challenge your leaders that their involvement matters. There was oftentimes on stage, I wish that I could film what I'm seeing yeah. so that I could play it back and show other leaders when I'm like at a conference and having some of these conversations. You should, and you should get I, a, like a, a cam on your. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know it's one of those things though. Like if I filmed it all the time, I would have so much, so much footage. <laughs> it's like I'll, I only need those really good moments. Exactly. But, true. Um, but there was this group of boys at a summer camp I was leading and they were like right at the very front and it was like rows of them. And they were like so engaged in what we were doing. And I noticed, I was like, oh my gosh, I wish I was filming this. Yeah. I noticed one of their uh, counselors from their church had a phone out or whatever. So I went tracking them down later and talked with their children's pastor and asked her a whole bunch of questions just about like, how, how did you get that to happen? You know, and a big component of what her reply was had to do with her volunteer leaders, her male leaders, how they jump in, how they're examples of it. And it's just one of those things, like it trickles down, you know, like it's, it takes the one little spark to start a wildfire. And so your team matters and can help you in that area of engagement. And more than you're probably giving them credit for. Totally. And it speaks to the importance of having male leaders. It speaks to the importance of having, you know, if if you're heavily female, it's wonderful. That's what typically serves in kids ministry. But I've always been passionate about how do we get the guys? Mm-hmm. Because boys will look up to men who are worshiping and who are leading. And so I'd really say as an intentional push, like how do you intentionally get guys involved and really go after that? You might need another man that can get them involved. Um, I think that's super important. So what do you think is one thing children's leaders can do to make Sunday better right now? Yeah. Well, I would say stop just doing songs and start leading worship. So good. Wow. Um, There's an intentionality difference there between just doing songs, checking that box saying, you know, by the time you get home and you take your Sunday afternoon nap, you know, we're just like, we had worship today, you know, but it's like, did you, you know, like, did you pick those songs out Sunday morning while you were standing in your tech booth at random, you know, or do you take some time at least the week before or maybe weeks out to sit down and just invite God into that planning space and say, Hey, we're going to be talking about this. Like what are the songs that are going to help me reinforce that or give them opportunity to respond, you know, in that lesson that we're teaching and, and, you know, your, your worship sets are like a journey that you're leading your kids on and different songs accomplish different things. And they're like, it's like different tools in a tool belt, you know, of yep. what that's helping me do to engage my audience. And so um, I think we have a lot of churches that are good at doing songs and like wow. having a worship time. Most of us expect that's going to be a component of it. But I don't think enough of us are being intentional in that area to actually realize 
this is an opportunity to help our kids take a step in their relationship with the Lord and to give them an opportunity right now to enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. So they, you know, taste and see that he is good because I'm convinced if they, if they experience that now, they're going to come running back for more. And so my goal as a worship leader is to help our kids learn how to run to the father and everything they face. I love that. They're going, when they're going through something big, whether it's right now, whether it's next year, whether it's when they're 16, whether it's when they're 40, you know, whether it's when they're a senior citizen, I don't want them to turn to some other thing in this world to try to fix that or numb that or mm. be the solution in that situation. Yeah. I want to help them learn how to approach the Lord and to be able to run to him and worship is a beautiful way it's to be true. able to do that. It's true. And, you know, uh, Bill Wilson from Metro in New York City used to always say it's easier to build children than fix men and women. And I think that's mm-hmm. so important. Like as yeah. kids go into these, the end of life, like who do they turn to? Who do they run to? And that's something that's so important with what we do in mm-hmm. kids ministry and kids ministry leaders. I think it's vital. So in, in kind of a closing, what's one thing that you would like children's leaders today to know? just down in their heart to know. Yeah. Uh, I think I would say just that there's more. Ah, so good. There, there, there's more ready and waiting for you and your kids than you probably have even, you know, I don't know. Even maybe. Expected that there was, you yeah. know. Yes. Um, there's so much power that's in our worship. And that's, you know, one of the things I tried really hard to help leaders understand. I, I share scriptures in the Bible that talk about kids and worship and, you know, the worship of children matters, the, all of our worship matters. Yeah. And, and I think if we, if leaders will really lean into that and create space for that to take place, um, whenever they gather their kids together. Um, They can be intentional about that even throughout the week by building a playlist and like sharing that with parents so that, you know, Monday through Saturday, they're still being exposed to some of those songs that you sing in your church and in your congregation or, you know, in between the times that they walk back through your doors, they have that connection point. Like there's so, so many ways around it. But I think the biggest thing is for me is just, I, I want leaders to know that, there's so much more at stake here yeah. than just checking the box yep. and saying, we sang some songs today. And um, so that, that that's my challenge. And you know, the thing is like, it's interesting because sometimes we get so like, I got to go get through the curriculum and I got to get it done. But what if God took a service and just had you worship? Yeah. I mean, what, like, what if we moved away from that checking the box idea? And, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier too about, being really intentional on how we pass kids off to the youth, like preparing them for their whole life, not just while they're there. Can you speak to that for just a minute? Yeah, for sure. I mean, something that I I don't think enough churches really think through is like, okay, what's going to be happening in the next class? And I think you can, you can do that from preschool to elementary. I mean, that's a bridge and that's a gap right there. Yeah. I think the gap sometimes between what our elementary class or our preteen class and then what the student ministry looks like is even bigger. And so, you know, like it's the Grand Canyon. (laughs) Yeah, oftentimes it can be. And so 
realizing, and it doesn't mean that you're going to like completely stop what you're doing as a children's ministry. It just means that, okay, if I do three songs every week, well, I'm going to make sure one of those songs looks, sounds like is maybe the same as something that our middle school ministry is doing. I'm going to help my kids understand how to worship in a way beyond just nonstop motions. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. Song from start to finish. Yeah. Um, Because if they're not doing that in middle school, but maybe you sing the same song, you know, like I'm like uh, most awkward first day ever for that sixth grader or that seventh grader, you know, they like, Oh, I know this song. And they like bust into something that like (laughs) doesn't happen. Like you're going to scar them forever. Exactly. Um, And so I I think just leaders like really thinking that through just how can I help prepare them for what's coming? Right. And again, it doesn't mean that you only do things that like the youth group, but it just means you give them a taste of it, you know, whether that's one song every week or a couple of times a month, like you just start leading them down that path where it won't be completely new territory to be something that feels familiar, feels comfortable to them so that they can continue to grow. They can continue to grow in their faith as well and just, you know, keep diving in deeper. Totally. Well, and it's so interesting. I think the, the thing we dig into in kids ministry is there's unspoken things that we don't mean to do, but it's unspoken and it gets into people's hearts. And so like, we don't want to create worship robots. You know, mm-hmm. where there's actions through, like, there's got to be some free yeah. time to, to really. I mean, that's like up. miming ultimately. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And <laughs> it's not real outside of kids' ministry, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I and think- I went one time I was at a church and I was watching what they did. And there was a good sized church. And um, I wrote down in my notebook, I was like, are you raising dancers or singers? Oh. Because, like, even the people on stage that were part of the worship team, like very few people in the room were actually singing and participating in worship because everyone was so focused on just doing the dance right. Oh man. And to yeah. me at the end of the day, that's actually a failure. Like it, yes, yeah. it looks like engagement. It looks like the whole room's moving. Right. But that is not really the heart posture, heart work thing that we're talking about when it comes yeah. to worship. And so I think ultimately in that situation, it's, it's more of a disservice than it is a help. Totally. I love, uh, we were talking earlier when you talked about David for a minute and he gave that verse. Can you yeah, share that? Yeah. It's such a great like mm-hmm. uh, model of how to do worship. For sure. Church. Yeah. So Psalm 47, one, David says, come everybody, clap your hands, shout to God with joyful praise. Mm, so, so, I mean, we know like that's not a huge Bible verse. <laughs> like, there's plenty that are longer, right. but it, in it are four pieces of instruction, invitation, explanation that David gives us. And so I love looking at David just as a, an example of how we can lead worship. Um, and right there is a beautiful example of that of just, you know, greeting your crowd, you know, telling them what the time is about, how they can participate in it. Put a smile on your face. You know, we're going to do, yes. do this with joyful praise. Um, and I, I, I just say, let's lead worship like David, you know, let's let's do it how he said to do. And it's instead of just, you know, getting up there and singing the song, let's invite them and show them how and kind of grab their hand and say, here we go. You know, I love it. You know, and the other thing I I want leaders to really know is you can't come into kids church empty. If you haven't been hosting God's presence and being connected with God all week, you know, during the week, 
then we get to service on Sunday and our cups are empty. And so speak to that for just a minute. How important is it for us to be experiencing God on our own level before we step into kids' yeah, church? For kids sure. Church? I mean, you can't lead people to a place that you haven't been. So that's, that's plain and simple. If you're in that place where, you know, like, Hey, there could be more here then it's at the same time, pray about that for your kids, but pray about it for you as well. And, and as a worship leader too, I always say like, it's, it's the biblical principle of sowing and reaping. Yes. Okay. So as a worship leader, I, if I want to reap participation, when I'm the one on stage, yep. um, asking an audience to, to to participate, then that means when I'm the person in the audience and I'm the one being led, I'm going to engage and I'm going to participate and I'm going to do the thing that that person on the platform invites me to do. Um, because I just feel like there's a level of sowing and reaping there as well. And oh. so I would challenge you, you know, when it is your chance to go to church or you're able to, you know, go to a worship night that's happening in your local town, whether that's at a big concert arena or another church, and you're invited and able to engage, like, no, your worship, you're like sowing that into yes. what you want to see bear fruit in the lives of your kids as well. But um, I remember oh, the worship pastor that I worked for at the church, I asked him one day, I was like, hey, you know, like we're getting in and, you know, it's kind of the end of a song or a segue. And I'm kind of hearing you sing something spontaneous that wasn't planned. And but it was oftentimes very familiar because it was something that was based on a scripture, you know, and so I knew awesome. that I would recognize it. And I asked him about it and he just said, I try to fill myself up with the word. Mm. So the word's what comes out, so you know, in those moments. And I think that's, that's a great, you know, beginning step for you as a worship leader. It's like, just read the songs, you know, yep. just plant that stuff in you so that when you're shaken and when you open your mouth and something comes out, what comes out is God's word. So good. That is so good. And I love the idea of sowing and reaping. I said this, I spoke this the other day. I said, what you're sowing now is what you're going to reap in the next season. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's a growing season where you sow, sow, sow. You don't feel like you're making much progress. But in mm-hmm. that next season, all of a sudden, things start to sprout and things start to grow. And I think it's so important. Yancey, thank you for being part of the Kidman tribe. Thank you for being one of our leaders that we look up to. Thank you for your heart for worship. Man, tell us again where to get the book. Tell us again where to find you on social media because, man, I'm encouraging every leader that listens to go and get that book and really dig into the resources that Yancey has. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Go to yanceyministries.com slash sweet sound. You can grab the book there. And then I also have uh, worship resources for preschool, young elementary age children with a series called Little Praise Party. I do a series for preteen and elementary called Kidman Worship. Awesome. Um, all of those things are ancyministries.com. And then on social media, find me with the username of Nancy, not Nancy. Follow <laughs> me, like me, stay in touch, send me a message. And once you read the book, reach out to me and just share what spoke to you most about it. I would love awesome. that. All right, tribe members, go and reach some kids for Jesus and build your worship up. We can't wait to hear the stories coming back from this podcast. Have an incredible week. We are praying for you. Yancey, thank you again. We so appreciate you and appreciate what you add to the kingdom. We'll see you on the next Kidman podcast. Awesome. Thank y'all. Hey guys, Grant Murphy here from the 1230 team. 
For years, we've worked with some of the largest kids' ministries in the country. Folks like Awana, Answers in Genesis, Seeds Family Worship, Yancey, Doorpost Songs, Go Curriculum, Grow Kids, Worship Team Kids, and more. We've taken our experience working with these ministries and launched an entire kids brand called 1230 Kids. With this brand, we have launched an entire ready-made media library, completely dedicated to children's pastors and leaders. In the library, we're producing hundreds of mini-movies, countdowns, games, kids series boxes, packs, social media content, and much, much more. If you're a ministry that serves lots of churches yourself, we offer custom media services to bring your projects to life and can produce about any graphics or video need you may have. We are also committed to bringing you free and affordable training to help you enhance your kids' worship experiences with our Kidman blog, books, and other resources that are bringing you knowledge and ideas for leading experts, church staff, and volunteers in the trenches of kids' ministry. Tell your kids' leaders about us today. Tell them to go to 1230kids.com. That's 1230kids.com. We would love to hear from you. What are some of the thoughts, questions, ideas you would like to hear more about? You can submit your thoughts and questions to thekidmantribe.com slash mailbag. And be sure to share this podcast with everyone you know. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Kidman Tribe podcast. Man, I pray you are encouraged. I pray that you're strengthened. I pray that God gave you strategy on how to take your kids deeper and disciple them through worship. Hey, we want to stay connected. Don't want you to miss a single moment of what's happening here on the Kidman Tribe podcast. Such good things coming over the next couple of months. Great guests, people that you're not going to want to miss. The best way to stay connected is go over to YouTube in the search, type in Kidman Tribe podcast. Once that page comes up, subscribe to it so that you're getting updates and information. You can also go to our website. You can go to our Facebook page, share it with everyone you know. In fact, we're now online. You can go to the Kidman Tribe webpage. It's kidmantribe.com. There you'll find all of the different um, episodes. You'll find show notes. You'll find all of our merch there. In fact, pick up some merch to represent the tribe. Give it to your volunteers. There's all kinds of great things there. You can go to our website, go and find it. We'd love to have you pick up things. And that's kind of your base for all the resources that we'll be providing here. We also have a weekly blog you're not going to want to miss. Hey, I want to hear your thoughts, your concepts, ideas, questions, things that will make the podcast better. You can go to kidmantribe.com backslash mailbag and share all of that with me. I want to hear any questions, topics, guests that you'd like to see on here. Um, Let us know. We'd love to hear from you today. My heart is to answer any questions and help you in any way I possibly can. So in two weeks, I have a very special guest, Brian Dollar. He's a children's pastor that you're not gonna wanna miss. He's a great leader. He's been in ministry for over 23 years. He served as a children's pastor and now serves as an associate pastor at the same church, 23 years. It's mind blowing. He's also the founder of High Voltage Kids. High Voltage Kids create some of the best Kidman curriculum around. What I love about High Voltage is that all of the curriculum they produce is first used and tested at Brian's church. It's kid tested, Kidman approved, Kidman leader approved. 
Brian is going to give us some great leadership truths and teaching on how to not let distractions keep us from accomplishing our job and our mission that God has given us. I promise you, you're gonna enjoy this great interview and you don't wanna miss it. It's two weeks from today. I wanna leave you with a final thought as we close this up. Part of discipleship is making sure that every child in our kids' ministry is noticed. We get busy, Sundays can be crazy, but I wanna challenge you, notice your kids, train your volunteers to notice your kids. One day my son came home and he said, Dad, he was five years old, he said, I bought a new tie today, I have this new tie, I wore it to church, and not one person recognized that I had it on. And it really, it hurt my heart. And I, from that moment forward, I said, I'll always train leaders to look for kids, make sure that kids are known, make sure that kids are loved, make sure that your leaders take time to get down on a knee and look eye to eye with those kids and really find a way to minister, make sure every kid in your ministry, and listen, if you're from a large church, it's challenging, but I think together we can make sure that every kid that walks through our door is noticed. Hey, in the meantime, we'll see you in two weeks. In the meantime, go and reach the kids in your world with experiences that will transform their lives. Thank you for joining me on the Kidman Tribe Podcast. You are loved, you are appreciated, and what you do is changing lives for eternity. I'm your biggest fan. I'm always cheering you on. You are my heroes. Go get them, Tribe. I'll see you in two weeks. Thanks again. The Kidman Tribe Podcast is a production of 1230 Kids. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your kids' ministry, visit kidmantribe.com.